This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning, Pucknerds. It is Monday, February 15th, 2021. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. The lovely and talented Dave Biddle is on vacation this week, so let's see if my voice can make it Monday through Friday. One thing we know is I have Steve Hellwagon here today. Steve, it's a snowy Monday in the Gem City, and I imagine it's a frigid day in the capital city. No doubt. Everybody be careful out there. Take extra time wherever you're going because uh, this next day or two are going to be uh, pretty brutal for us. And, uh, you know, Dan, I've, I've lived here my whole life. We used to have winters like this back when I was a kid. But the last 20 years, we hardly see much snow like this. And uh, we're prepared to get about six or eight inches of snow here next 24 hours. So everybody uh, hunker, hunker down, get your supplies because we, we might be uh, snowed in for a little bit. Steve and I are both very old and we'll regale you with stories <laughs> of the 1978 Blizzard <laughs> bonus premium show after this. But we walked uphill four miles to school in the snow every day yeah. and walked uphill back home. So, yeah, backwards. So um, <laughs> let's talk about football before we get to Steve's specialty of the time, which is basketball and what has been just a tremendous run for Team Holtman. But first, we've got to get to some football and it's all about talking now what the team will look like next year. There's an interesting kind of uh, personnel, I wouldn't say issue, but I think conundrum brewing, and that is with the offensive line. You lose Wyatt Davis, you lose Josh Myers, but bringing back Thayer Mumford and Nick petit Frere locks up the tackle spots. Inside is anyone's guess now. Steve Hellwag, and run me left to right how you think the offensive line will go. Yeah, Dan, I think it is kind of a, a good situation to have, I think, for Ohio State to have that much uh, experience and guys that because of COVID or whatever other reasons got shoved in there at times last season. I think what we saw, obviously, Thayer Mumford to come back and anchor your uh, line. This will be he's like a three and a half year starter is what he'll be uh, at left tackle. So that's good. Nicholas Petit Ferrer, he really came into his own at right tackle and kind of dispelled those ideas that Paris Johnson or anybody else was going to steal his job. So then you have the three spots in the middle. And what I think you're going to have happen is Greg Studrawa is going to spend the 15 days of spring practice and he'll put a rotation up on the board every day and it'll look different than the one they had yesterday. And guys will have to learn the left guard, the right guard, and obviously the center prospects there. Uh, you could have Matthew Jones at center. You could have Harry Miller at center. Or you could have Luke Whipler, I think, are the three viable candidates at center. And to me, I think that's where you start because you've got to have consistency with the ball passing you know, to the quarterback to get the play started. Harry Miller really struggled 
struggled with that. The game that uh, Josh Myers missed because of COVID, I think it was Michigan State. It was. Uh, the snaps were were very inconsistent from Harry Miller. So, and I wouldn't rule him out necessarily just because of one bad game, but I would say he's got to develop that consistency where that ball is at the quarterback's waist and in his two hands on every play. He's not having to reach for it and take his eyes off the line of scrimmage because that just kills you. So I think that's where they have to start and figure out who's going to be that guy. Uh, You mentioned uh, Paris Johnson. Could he play guard as well? He did rep there a little bit. Uh, Dewan Jones, could he rep at guard? Well, he, he did a little bit as well. Now, Thayer Munford is interesting. Is his future in the NFL as a tackle or as a guard? Could he slide inside and play some guard and put DeWan Jones or Paris Johnson out there at tackle? I think that, you know, may be something that they play around with, but I don't see that they stick with that because I think Thayer was pretty good at left tackle. So you don't you don't uproot everything. If I had to sit here today and figure it, I don't think Harry Miller is going to be the center. I just – I. And I think he had a decent enough year at guard, but I I just I think that he's got a mental block with snapping that football. It seems I don't know, or he was so rushed because uh, they were playing against Michigan State, who had a decent front four at least, and was concerned about his blocking assignments and completely forgot about snapping the football at times, or 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 just didn't uh, stick to his fundamentals on that. I don't know, but uh, I would say Luke Whipler has an outside chance of stealing that job, but, but I'm going to go Matthew Jones maybe at center and then leaves the guard spots wide open there. Uh, Paris Johnson possibly won uh, Harry Miller. It's a, but you're right. It's a hard call. I mean, like yeah. usually at this point in time, like we talked about before the show last year, there were some open spots, but you really had a serious vibe on who was going in there. Like you said, if Jones is the center, it's anybody's guess who's the guards. Yeah. And of course, I haven't seen Jones snap the ball a whole lot either, but uh, I, I think Miller and Johnson are going to play. Uh, you know, they like Miller, but Jones has to play too. Dewan Jones, he's got to get in there and, uh, you know, perhaps they rotate the tackles. I don't know, but uh, it's a great problem to have. Let's just put it that way. Offensive line is going to be a strength. I mean, you lose Wyatt Davis and Josh Myers, two very good players, uh, All-American Wyatt Davis. Uh, that's a that's a trouble. But, again, I, I think you've got the depth. I mean, as I look at my roster here, they're going to have about 17 or 18 scholarship offensive linemen in the fold. And one thing we didn't talk about here is this spring just so critical. As I look at this, Dean, they've got about 45 guys on the roster. Half the roster has never been through a spring practice. Yeah. So that this is they have to make up a lot of ground. And I know every other college out there is in the same boat because everybody got called off the same time in mid-March. But uh, for them to have 45 guys, well, uh, you know, 10 of those freshmen aren't there yet or, or, or uh, seven or eight of them aren't there yet. So you'll have 35 guys roughly going through their first spring and learning is going to be the big thing this spring. Of all the guys that have come back, one of the names that was kind of interesting is Tyreek Smith. Obviously, Tyreek probably had the most impactful game of his entire career against Clemson, and then he was rewarded with a positive COVID test and missed the championship. There's some statistics out there that say he was one of the best edge pass rushers per snap in the United States last year. You feel good about the depth on the offensive line. How do you feel about the defensive front? 
I like it. I think the defensive line can be very good again. Having Haskell Garrett back is huge because he was a second team All-American on some lists. And, and you think about Michigan State, the impact he had with the tip pass and the, the interception. I know it was a blowout game. Uh, the games that he played, he made an impact. And I think that's huge. Uh, I think you look at Tyreek Smith. Uh, statistics like that, Dan, to me, the, the per capita are interesting because you don't have the overall production because guys at OSU only play about 40 or 50 percent of the snaps because they rotate so many guys, whereas uh, a guy maybe at Clemson or somewhere else that might get, excuse me, the lion's share of the snaps, get to play three-fourths of the game is going to have more sacks, more hurries, more knockdowns, so I want to see how Tyreek Smith comes back. This is a contract year oh, yeah. for Tyreek Smith. He can play his way into the late first round or mid first round. Even he's got the intangibles with the body and everything. He's got the things you can't teach. It's just, he's got to put it all together. And I think he realized that, you know, working hard, his idea of working hard and what truly working hard were, were two different things. And I think that light bulb went on for him this year, and you saw the dividends. The, in his third year, it finally started to pay off, that promise he had. I think it was Cleveland Heights he came out of. It is, yep. Uh, yeah, that uh, you know, people thought, man, this guy's a can't miss. I remember watching him before his junior year of high school working with Larry Johnson at the, the summer camp, and he was a guy in and out of drills and pointing to his arm and this, that, the other, and, and you know, whatever. And it was like, okay, well, you know, the, the ones who are going to rep are going to go over here, you know? So, you know, it was just kind of like, you just waited for the light bulb to go on with the kid. And uh, it seems like now he understands there's a huge pot of gold at the end of this rainbow for him, if he works the plan. And I think, uh, he's going to have a huge year. I don't have any doubt about that. I think Haskell Garrett is going to collapse pockets all season long, and he's going to have a huge year, and those two guys are going to set the tone up front. I totally agree with that. Tyreek Smith, we all know this. He has picked the right position. NFL teams are waiting for guys to become edge pass rushers. They don't care what you did your first three years. You go out and kick butt this year, and you're right. He's going to move into the high-rent district. We're going to come back and talk about hoops. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. All right, we are back. Apparently, Alabama and Ohio State have decided football wasn't enough. They're going to dominate basketball as well and leave nothing for anybody else. I slightly jest there, but the basketball team has been nothing short of sensational. You know, last year they got off to a great start and then cratered. This year they seem to have hit their stride with an impressive set of wins here, capped off by the victory over Indiana. They have moved to the one line which means they would be a number one seed in the NCAA tournament right now. Do you think this team is a threat to win the national championship? Oh, hit me with a tough one. 
I think if we talked a little bit before the show that Gonzaga and Baylor just, and of course, Baylor's on a COVID pause right now. We don't know how they're going to respond when they get back into action, but at least Gonzaga we know is operating at a level uh, far above everybody else in the country. And uh, Michigan came back off their pause, uh, had a rough first half at Wisconsin trailed by as many as 14 points. And then they outscored Wisconsin 40 to 20. They outworked them on both ends of the court in 20 minutes, like nothing you've ever seen at the Kohl Center. And Wisconsin, by the end, all they could do was chuck up three-pointers late in the the shot clock, and uh, it was ugly. So if Michigan's going to play like that, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. The neat thing, I think, for Ohio State people is the Buckeyes this week are at Penn State Thursday night. And that's a team that's always given Ohio State fits. And Ohio State only beat them by four points the first go-round. And then on Sunday, we are guaranteed the rankings are going to be the same. We know that. Gonzaga, Baylor, Michigan, Ohio State. It's going to be number three, Michigan, at number four, Ohio State. And it's kind of like for, for the question you're asking me, if you, if you really truly believe you should be at that level, you have to go out. obviously need to beat Penn State, team with a losing record. They just lost to Nebraska. See, that's the classic trap game, though, on the road at Penn State before a big matchup like that. Yeah, no doubt. That is going to be uh, go in there with both eyes open. And they've and Ohio State's gotten blown out there before. I've seen it. So, <clears throat> you know, <clears throat> excuse me, you have to go in there on guard. But on Sunday, if, to answer your question, if you want to be considered a national contender, you need to beat that Michigan team on your home court. There's just no two ways about it. Now you can still have a nice seed and still make a nice tournament run and whatever, but I think you'd be a little high, a little bit, even high, more highly regarded if you're able to pull that one off at home against Michigan should be one heck of a showcase uh, for the big 10 next Sunday. And of course you've got Illinois just sitting there waiting in their wings. They have bounced back huge from their loss to Ohio state and just decimated people in the time since then. So, um, you know, they, they've played their way back up into the top six or seven as well. So, yeah, I'm interested to see how this whole uh, thing plays out next three, four weeks. Uh, the Big Ten tournament, if it comes off without a hitch, figures to be great competition in Indianapolis. But uh, I would not say Ohio State's a true national championship contender because – if, if you have to put them on a court with Gonzaga, I just I, I question about how that's going to work out. But, uh, you know, the tournament is a funny thing. Maybe somebody else bumps off Gonzaga and you get that chance. Uh, what I like about Ohio State is on an off night for Dwayne Washington, somebody EJ Liddell will step up on an off night for just the suing. Dwayne Washington will step up. So you can't just take away one guy from Ohio State and beat them. Uh, they've proven during this stretch. Uh, won nine out of last 10 that uh, they can win on off night. So that's the key to a, a great team, in my opinion. It has been a great run and optimism is running high. Always works out nicely when you have a head coach like Chris Holman for basketball and a head coach like Ryan Day for football and a guy like Steve Howell covering it all. We appreciate <laughs> him stopping by. Have a great Monday. Stay warm, Bucknutters. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.